You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between exercise and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 women develop fitter minds and bodies in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to episode number 25 of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. In this episode, we speak to Kelvi Lowry. And Kelvi shares just how a busy commercial pilot manages to fit in the time to train for marathons. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind, Fit Body, we have a friend of mine from quite a long way away. This is Kelvi Lowry. Hello, Kelvi. Hey, Michelle. How are you? I'm awesome. And welcome to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. And thank you so much for agreeing to have a conversation with us about your running journey. Thanks, thanks for having me on. I, I'm honoured to well, be thought of. <laughs> I met, I, for all of the listeners out there, you will have already heard from um, my coaches in the Netherlands by the time we post this podcast with Kelvi. Kelvi and I share the same coaches um, in our lives. This is how we met, which is uh, quite interesting. So we both have coaches in one part of the world and neither of us live near each other. Um, so, Kelby, where do you live? Uh, right, right now, well, I'm a little bit between places. I um, am selling my house in Ithaca, New York, mm-hmm. um, in upstate central New York, and uh, I'm moving to Dallas, Texas. I've been, oh wow, so I've been kind of back and forth between both places for a year. That's a big difference. Yes, I would think. <laughs> yes. So I know a little bit about you, but not actually that much. This is going to be very interesting. I will tell you that um, when I first started um, hearing your voice, we were on Zooms with the coaches quite regularly, and I would hear your voice and I'd say, he's definitely American, but I kept hearing things in your accent, which were not American. And I'm like, what is that? And I thought maybe it's because of your occupation or something. And then as we were chatting later, you know, during the time, the particular um, event that we did together, um, I found out actually, you're originally not from America. So, (laughs) which was why you were confusing me with your accent. (laughs) Exactly. Kelby, tell me, where did you grow up? I, uh, I, I threw out the knowledge of Vogue's premium. So. That's right. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm originally from uh, Brisbane. Bris Vegas. I, 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 yes, I am. I grew up in Bris Vegas. <laughs> and uh, yeah, went to school there. And, um, and I came over here. I was, oh boy, when was I? I was about 30 years old when I moved over here. Wow. Yeah, because I can. It's funny. I pick up little bits of uh, of Australian (laughs) or Queenslander, and um, but they're still very, very American. Like your accent is very American, so or parts of it. (laughs) Well, everybody over there can hear that, and everybody here wonders where I'm from. So they definitely hear that I'm not from here. So funny. I like to tell them I'm from southwest of Texas and watch the mind try and figure that out. 
Sorry. You're a big tease. So, um, you grew up in in Brisbane. I did. Yeah. And uh, what work did you do when you were? Because you said you were thirty when you left Australia. What were you? I did. Um, boy, I had a lot of different jobs over the years, but I was wanting to fly. I was in flight, a flight instructor, and a charter pilot. I mm-hmm. had a job out in Mount Isa. I was a flight instructor in Brisbane and uh, on the Gold Coast at Coolangatta. Yep. Um, uh, and then eventually uh, made my way over here. So, wow. Um, it's kind of like for people who only sit in passenger seats, when you talk to people who, like, I've got a, a friend here, actually, also a runner, who uh, is also a pilot. Um, and he, he just, I just go, wow, this is kind of such a cool job to do that kind of flying right. through the air. It's just, um, yeah. Anyway, I love it. <laughs> that idea. It's such it's, a freedom thing too. It, it's it's not it, it's not like doing real work. And sometimes I like tell people if you think back to when you were in school and get told, you know, nobody's gonna pay you to stare out the window. And well, actually now they do. So <laughs> look at amazing I, views. I, I, I like yeah, I like that joke. I think that's kind of fine. <laughs> it's really funny. I love it. So yeah. um, what about your personal situation? So your family, you have kids, I'm aware? Yeah, I do. I've got uh, three boys, one, one sitting right here. Yes. He's dropping on the conversation and he's in welding school. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my, my oldest one is a, um, an officer in the army. Yeah. And uh, he's about to be sent to uh, Iraq oh. <laughs> uh, in September for his times and um the youngest one just finished up with high school and he's off to uh music school oh wow that's cool yeah they're they're all very different did you meet your um partner over there like why did you go to america what was the purpose what was the idea about leaving australia well um i i i I couldn't uh, get to the next next job yeah. And so I was considering my options and I was actually looking at going to the UK because mm-hmm. uh, I was, I had the ability, uh, my grandfather was English. Yeah. So I had the ability to uh, get a, like a, a residency kind of a, uh, to be able to live and work there. Yeah. Uh, so I was considering that option. And then uh, I met someone else that was from here that was going to school in Australia at the time and, uh, we hit it off and and so I came over here which seemed like the thing to do so uh, yeah. that, that didn't work out for the long long term but uh, um, these these guys are awesome and here I still am so wow so yeah. just reading between the lines you you maybe followed a, um, a girl over there and then even though yep. that didn't work out you stayed there because like you enjoyed being there and the work that you that you got there and everything was what you were looking for yeah. right yes so yeah i made made my way working here and out and this um the aviation world is so seniority based it's very difficult to leave something and start over because you go right back to the bottom yeah. um you unlike a lot of things you don't take your experience and um and uh, slot in at another level somewhere if you leave and go somewhere else you go back to the bottom of the pile so mm-hmm. um, the longer you're in a place the more difficult it gets to 
uh, make the choice to leave. And what so, sort of flying things do you do now? Like before you said in Australia, it sounded like a lot of instructing. You were teaching flying. What are you doing? I America? was teaching um, and I was uh, uh, or charter flights and I actually one time along Peter Hollingsworth I the Archbishop of That was an interesting passenger I had on a very small one four seat airplane with him and his wife and I just else. uh my internet might have just dropped out a little bit then. I heard Peter Hollingsworth, I think, and yeah, he was the Archbishop him. of somewhere in Australia. Yeah, I, somewhere I know else. the name. Yeah. I, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So he, he's a notable person over there. Uh, he was the Archbishop of I don't remember why. I, <laughs> I, know, I know the name also. So, yes. And I don't, I feel like he had some other role over there after I was gone, but I'm not 100% sure what that was. But someone would probably know. They would. So you flew him around somewhere? I flew him somewhere. So it was an interesting passenger. And um, uh, and over here now, um, uh, I, I got into the airlines over here. I worked in a commuter airline um, where they certainly got their pound of flesh out of us yes so worked a lot for not much money um and moved on to another kind of national airline and then we got bought and now i'm now at southwest airlines okay which we're the um the largest domestic carrier in the country so you spend a lot of time flying people around america basically i do That's yeah i go all over the over the place yes we play uh um three different versions of the 737 yeah so yeah and um knowing because we were training together at the same time your um it's a little bit well it is like doing shift work because because it's shift work but your work schedules are very you know it's not like a nine to five job at all it's not no no and um for me um I'm fairly junior by by seat. Um, I'm a, a captain, but I'm near the bottom of the list. So, which means that I work on the weekend. So, <laughs> you get all the good stuff generally. So, yes, yeah. So, um, so I work on the weekend, but no, it's all right. This what it is. You know, if you're going into this game, you you should know what you're getting into. So, yeah, and it sounds like you do. So, yeah, and go all over the place. Um, no, it, it varies. Um, yeah, this past week, I overnighted in San Francisco, which where we stay is, is a nice place to run. It's kind of by the waterfront. Mm. Um, and so when you overnight, thing. is it how long do you actually have time to sleep? And then how much, we, how much time you're actually there in an overnight? It, it'll it'll vary between maybe sort of 11 and a half hours off between walking off the airplane and have to walk back on it yeah that's that's not preferable it's pretty hard to get any do anything yes um but sometimes you'll get as uh, 20 hours okay and i've even occasionally um 
had close to 24. Wow. Um, and if you get if you get that in uh, Costa Rica or the Dominican Republic at an all inclusive resort, it's not a bad deal at all. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> you, can, you can definitely do that. It'd be a little toasty for running, but but it's cool for relaxing. <laughs> it is good for that. Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Let's let's go back to you as a child as a, at yeah. school. Tell me a little bit about your sporting endeavors. Were you, um, we, what did you get up to? Did you um, was running something that you were good at, or you like enjoyed doing at school by any chance? It really, it really, it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I when I was when I was really young, I played um, I played soccer as a kid um, at in a club, local club, and um, at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in high school, we didn't have soccer. So I eventually left and started playing rugby instead, yeah. which is what we had at school. So uh, I wasn't very good at it, but I, it was a ton of fun. I loved yeah. playing rugby yeah. and I like to still think that I could, but I probably can't, but. Oh, I'm sure you could. <laughs> <laughs> so, so left contact. I can't afford to get hard again. So, oh, that's and true. I did play, I, I did play over here um, for a Cornell university team kind of yeah. as in a sort of a bit of a ring in, but, um, but back at school, I played a little cricket um, and I wasn't that good at that, but it was fun. Um, I, I did uh, rowing through high school and I oh. really liked that. Yeah. And, and that brought in some running because we did a lot of running just to sort of stay fit for rowing. Mm-hmm. So we, we did a lot of extra running and outside of that, we, we, I, I ended up running cross country in school um, and, and that was just to stay fit for rowing because yeah. rowing was my thing. Yeah. So uh, I was playing rugby, running cross country, uh, but I got at least for one year of doing it there at school, uh, I, I got reasonable at it. Yeah. So you know, um, when you're at a cross country meet being kind of the fifth or sixth runner or uh, that's good. Uh, in the in the points, so uh, that that was satisfying to do that to actually get better at it. So it was kind yeah, of a um, um, a path to somewhere else, like to the rowing. As right. You, as so you it was a means to do that, and then uh, after school with some friends, we started doing some uh, triathlons. Oh. Just little ones and things like that, and um, uh, my swimming was was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and actually had to take adult learn to swim classes when I was about 19 or 20 and wow. get that on out and learn how to swim properly. So uh, got to where um, I could swim fairly well and really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the running still was sort of, let's say, well, I would, I have to do it. I still didn't like it that much. Uh-huh. It's just that, that last that leg point. of the triathlon. <laughs> it is yeah so that that was what i still struggled with mm-hmm. in doing that so um we did, i did that for a while and then of course uh, you get older and got kids and work and yeah basically did nothing got old and fat so you and, you were um doing triathlon in australia i assume i was yeah and- and the reason you did that is because, um, well, why? Why did why did you I, choose to do do things I, when you were not in school and being made to do them anymore? <laughs> um, 
I had a group of friends and we, uh, um, we would start to do those kind of things. And we started doing them as a team. We started uh, and going to uh, the Noosa triathlon yeah. and putting a team together. Um, so, and that was when the Noosa triathlon was fairly small event. It, it mm. wasn't huge like it is today. Um, so we started doing that and then get to where it's like, well, I need to have a crack at doing this by myself. So we started to enter into some smaller uh, events or where you could enter a series where each one got a little bit longer mm-hmm. and work towards those. And, and then in doing that, you, um, joining a swim squad and getting to know other people that were doing sort of age group triathlons. And it almost becomes a, uh, your social life. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. My social life is getting together with these people and, and, and go for a bike ride. And when we come back, taking a short run or, uh, I see them when we're at the swim squad training and things like that. Um, so it became quite a, a social event and mm. got to where um, we did a long course out in um, John Wendy. Yeah. On uh, like around Australia Day weekend, about the hottest weekend you could be out there. Uh-huh. But, uh, so it's just an interesting challenge. And to be always going to do something like that, it's a, I'm, I'm no threat to win the event and I'm no threat to win my age group, but I go in with the goal to say, I will finish this yeah, and I'm not going to be lost. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm stepping outside you know, what I'm used to doing this mm. and uh, I will finish. So that's interesting. It seems to me like you're quite goal driven. Like to have that, yeah. you know, you have the goal and, and that's what's important to you. But actually one of the things that keeps you going is that social side of it as well, especially back then. I'm not sure. If that's especially what back then. Yeah. yeah. And, and that made it a lot, that, that made it fun. Mm. You know, different people of different backgrounds, and, but you know, we've got this thing that we have in common and you know, we all go to the same rates. And so there'd be you know, six, potentially six or eight of us all in a group driving off and, going up to Harvey Bay for the weekend for a, a triathlon and, and things like that, or, um, mm. or with my friends going up to Noosa for the weekend and, um, and competing in that one. So yeah, I, the challenge of the events was always fun um, and trying to improve your own time or your own performance uh, uh, and just having fun with the other people that you're doing it with. So yeah, that, that was that was always fun then, yeah. So then um, I guess that leads on to you said that you, then you stopped doing any um, sporting things for a while for different reasons. You know, life took over, yeah, kids, and, and you're in a new country too, I guess, by then, and there's lots of things with new work and stuff like that. What made you, well, how did you start getting fitter again after a, um, a layoff? Well. I got to the point, I saw some pictures of myself uh, and uh, I'd say, this isn't looking good. Um, and and I'm either buying the next size of jeans or I'm doing something about this. Yeah. Um, so I, I saw a friend of mine on, uh, that I knew, a guy I knew through work that had been on a program where he lost a lot of weight quite quickly. So, like, all right, you've got to tell me what you did here. So I signed up for it. Um, I lost 60 pounds wow. What's in that four months. Mm-hmm. 
Do, can you, um, are you good at converting pounds to kilos? Um, I'm not very yeah. good. Um, let's see, about Roughly. 20, wow. um, 28, 25, 28. Gosh, that's heaps. Yeah. So yeah. take 2.2 pounds in a kilo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So quite a bit. Mm. Uh, and so that was good. Um, so what was that program? What, I'm not, don't need to say the name of it unless you want to, but um, what sort of, was it more food related? Did it have food and exercise? It, or? it was, it was, no, it was definitely food related. In fact, mm -hmm. the first couple of weeks of it, when you, when I talked to him about it, it was a, uh, so are you doing much exercise? It's like, really? No. And he said, good, because the first two weeks on this, you have to basically do none. Wow. Um, because you're really putting your body into a fairly significant calorie deficiency deficit. yeah. um, and and if you're doing too much um it's going to it's not going to work yeah so you'll, not you'll break it, it. So, yes. yeah and then as you start to ease it in um whatever you do it's really just go and walk start moving around and do that but still not overdoing it because um your total amount of calories for the day is very low mm -hmm. And so then as you transition off of it, you can start to build up some exercise again and, and things like that. So uh, I had a little rowing machine. I'd hop on that for half an hour or 20 minutes um, or I'd, I'd walk to start with. Um, and so then as, as I'm coming off of that, it's, well, I've got to figure out something to do. Um, I'm not going back to triathlon as much as I'd like to. Yeah. Because just it, it's too difficult um to fit all those disciplines in in the amount of time that i had yeah and and with being on the road at work to to figure all that out so i'd say well i'll i'll start i'll start jogging i i need some clothes and a pair of shoes i can do it anywhere so i i started to do that um and as i got going on that in fact this guy that's sitting over here uh, throughout the idea of doing a half marathon. <laughs> um, so, um, and I started this, this program in uh, January of a few years ago and he threw out the idea of doing a half marathon. I said, sure, I'll, we'll do that. So we picked one um, that was close by all the way into September. I've not done anything in a long time. I need a long time to work up to being able to do that. So yeah. I had no program. I just made up my own program. I just got out and just started to go jogging. Mm -hmm. uh, and I kept reminding him, you know, you need to go and jog around the block once in a while. <laughs> um, so uh, we got down to the race and um, uh, we finished it. We ran, we ran it together until the last couple of last three miles when he was flagging a little bit. And, um, but I got to take my hat off. I mean, he, he didn't train a lick for that thing and still finished it. So that's kids, isn't it? That's like not fair, yeah. but it's <laughs> well, he, he wasn't feeling too well at the end of it, but he still came charging over the hill and gave it all he had at the end, which is that's awesome. All right. So there, there, we started that and then I went from there and said, well, I'm going to keep doing this. I could think I can do this better and started just doing a couple more, doing some more half marathons. 
mm-hmm. uh, and did one where I, I did a really good time, but I hurt myself doing it. I yeah. really pushed it pretty hard, but I was happy with the time. I went <laughs> under two hours for it. So awesome. Well done. So, um, and when you say you no, hurt I, yourself, what do you mean? Um, I started getting some like foot problems, plantar fasciitis and yeah. some calf problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of settled down. And uh, I started to think about it. Say, so, you know, one of these days I'm going to do a marathon. <laughs> so, um, but I may only ever do one. So if I'm only ever going to do one, I'm going to make it worth it. <laughs> um, so I signed up to run the New York marathon for charity. Yeah. I didn't have to qualify. So I, I'd heard about that. It's like, oh, you can run for a charity. Well, let me see what's in that. So I started looking around and the big charities, you've got to raise all kinds of money. Um, and so I'm looking down the list and I, I didn't look very far. And I found the Australian Wildlife Conservancy. Oh. It's like, that, that's the one. So, so I ran year, New York. What year was it? What year was it that you ran the New York Marathon? That was, I ran New York in 2017. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I ran that as a fundraiser for Australian Wildlife Conservancy. And they, they only had two two fun two guys running for them. There was another guy that lived in New York City that chose to run for them as well. Oh that's um, awesome. So yeah, so uh, they're they're a really interesting organization. I'd never heard of them, but they do some really good work mm-hmm. over there. Looking after yeah. our animals. And also, yeah, just looking after the land, they, they've had areas where they build a lot of um, uh, feral cat fences yeah. and, and eradicate cats out of there and have the area fenced so the cats can't get back in. So it's only the natural wildlife that's in mm-hmm. there. Um, and I think I read somewhere that even some of the um, government lands, they let this group uh, manage it because they do such a good job. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so that was fun. So I got to do that for them. Um, and I, I looked up and it's, I didn't know anything about running a marathon. So I just searched up and I found a traditional program and off I went and I, I did that. And you didn't have um, any, you didn't have any injuries or, you know, any problems with them? Um, oh, with no, I, I totally had, I totally had problems. <laughs> I'm coming through and uh, I had a couple of weeks where I could barely run. I was just I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I was tired and I had no energy and I'd been running really pretty fairly well. And then all of a sudden it was like, I ran into a wall. Oh, wow. I'd no energy. I'd go out for a run. It's like, I, I can't even do this. Mm. Um, um, and I had some um, plantar fasciitis, had a massage lady helping me get to the start line. And uh, so, um, I, I finished the race. Um, I didn't have any problems on race day. I, I managed to get to the end of that. Um, and that's where I got to the end of that. Say, well, I can definitely do this better. So this isn't going to be the only one. I kind of got the bug. Yeah. So we have a love-hate relationship, the marathon and I. <laughs> trying, I'm trying to solve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there has to be a better way to do this. Um, which is where I stumbled onto Molly's and Bats and their method and read their book. And I read that book. I could have been reading about myself. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. You did this long run and you felt really good. And then you did the next one and you felt pretty good. And then the next one, not so much. And then you had to take the week off and take, I'm reading about myself. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I've completed all the others still don't have the time that I want yet, but we'll so get how, many, how many have you done now? Five. And what's the, the goal you're after? Qualify for Boston and do the six majors. Yep. And do you have a time? goal for those um well for for my my next well for my next age group to Mm -hmm. qualify for boston i think i need to be able to run under 335 wow so i got a couple years i got a couple years to get there so how old are you now kelby 53 yeah so you're the same age as me basically (laughs) i think 55 for me last i looked was like um i think 335 wow to qualify um, now I'm not opposed to running it for a charity if it's the last one for the majors, but, um, I'd like to qualify yeah. just for the challenge. Yeah. So, uh, but the training's definitely been easier since, um, um, I haven't had a significant injury until I, um, had like a little knee thing yeah. that's old, that the, the strain hamstring kind of flared up. Mm-hmm. So I'm just dealing with that. So I haven't run probably in a, over a month, but bike ride and walking. So that's, um, that's an interesting thing. When I've been talking to people about their running, one of the things we talk about is our, our identity as a runner and what happens when we get injured and how we deal with those emotions and, you know, how that, how that works in us. Cause a lot of people find it very challenging when they suddenly can't run, especially when they've taken it on as, a part of their identity. So at the yeah. moment you're going through a bit of that. How's that working for okay. you right now? Yeah, um, I, I'm, I miss it now because um, for the longest time you know, I ran just to stay fit for something else. Mm. Uh, and the, interestingly, I would always run with headphones in and listening to different music. Uh, I'd have my uh, easy running music and the get up after it music. Yeah. Uh, but the technique work that I was doing, I'd sometimes I'd have to listen and pay attention to some technique things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you go for the next run, I've got to sort of be paying attention to what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I can't be listening to anything. Yeah. So I stopped listening to music and I don't listen. I don't run with headphones anymore at all. Yeah. Um, and I find it, um, especially since I run in so many different places, mm-hmm. uh, that it's quite enjoyable. I'm sort of present where I'm at and, and just listening to what's going on around me, whether it's busy, whether it's quiet, what other people are doing, what's going on. Um, so, and uh, I've, I found the more that I did that, um, you call Martin, um, I, I found that, um, um not having a I, it, it, it's kind of calming a little bit mm. to, to not have that and just go out especially if it's sort of quiet you're just listening to what's so, going on in there. um when when you can't i want to get back to that in a minute i think but when you so, when you can't run yep <clears throat> you've you're doing other things at the moment as well which is right so um i've I'm, I'm doing some, a little bit of strength rehab for my, for my knee. 
um, oh, and the hamstring. Um, but I can also ride. Yeah. So I just go out and, and ride around, and do the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like I'm just yeah. listening to what's around me and, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and or also just go and uh, I, yeah. if I'm not going to go and run, I can at least go yeah. and walk. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still so, uh, doing what you can to like move. And so yeah. we, we talked a little bit about um, perhaps if our identity is so strongly intertwined with being a runner, then maybe we should think about making it more attached to, you know, being fit or being healthy or being, or moving I, a moving person. Cause often we can still do a bit of moving, even if we can't run yeah. for, for a period. Hmm. Right. Because there's, there's quite a lot of options out there. I'm, I'm in a lot of hotels. Um, so sometimes I'm in a hotel where I don't have much time to go outside. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and some of them will have a, a, a bike or a treadmill yeah. that has a little video of uh, walking around in New Zealand or in <laughs> Europe or something. And so you're just looking at the scenery of that walking along. Or, That's so cool. um, yeah. Um, and the bikes sometimes do the same thing or um, at least try and get outside and, and just walk around and just mm. get moving. So, mm. um, so with your, well, I'm, I was going to say crazy life in that, you know, the, the flying here and there and all over yeah. the place and different hours and different times and all of that. Um, a lot of people don't start something like running because they think that they know that consistency is important. We all understand that, but they don't think they'll be able to fit it into their lives because they're so busy. So how do you fit? Uh, I know it's only running. Probably if you were doing triathlon, as you said before, that would have been more challenging with the three disciplines to try and juggle, but running, um, how do you fit training for say a marathon into your schedule, which is pretty busy? Um, Yeah, I have to, um, the, the beauty of the training that we've done is that I don't have to run every day. So I've got strength work and, and running work. Um, and there's enough flexibility in there that I can sort of look at what my week looks like. Yeah. And I'm going to try and do everything on the days as scheduled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I sort of plan ahead and go, all right, so I know that on this particular day, uh, I'm going to be up early. By the time I'm done, I'm going to be getting home uh, and it's going to be I'd be up at five o'clock in the morning and be midnight before I'm home. Yeah. I'm not getting anything done at all. No. Um, so um, try and work that in. It's like, all right, well, I'll make that the rest day. How do I juggle the rest of the week? Mm-hmm. So just a little bit of planning. Mm. Um, and even sometimes, like, all right, so I when you're coming up on a, on a race, think, all right, I, I need to get this run in. I've either got to get up early and do it in this city in the dark. Yeah. And I've had that say, I had to get up and run in the dark in Pensacola, Florida, <laughs> early in the morning in the dark and do, I think it was a, a an eight miler. That's how far along I was in, in the program. Um, or I'm going to be done at four o'clock in the afternoon in El Paso, Texas in the summer, mm-hmm. which is going to be miserably hot. It's an awful place to run. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm just going to get up early. Uh, I'll, I'll get up at you know, five o'clock. I'll get out the door. I'll get my run in and I'll be to work by 7.30. And... Mm. So you've got to be aware of the geography as well, or the, the, the weather. For me, a little bit of planning of where I'm, 
where I'm going to be um, and what's the best option when I have to get get something done. So a little bit of planning and, and forethought as to you know, what sort of what the week looks like for me to be able to, to accomplish it. So, um, and I think even if you're home, uh, you look at what the weather of the week is going to be. Uh, um, is it going to be scorching hot? So am I better to get up and get my run done early in the morning before work? Or have I got, is it going to be quite pleasant when I'm done and it's, uh, we've got a long twilight and I can run in the afternoon. So mm. kind of figure out when to fit it in and or yeah. how to shuffle things around. So, yeah. So one but of it the doesn't things- become a chore once you get the hang of it uh, in planning it. It's just sort of what you do. Yeah, it's 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 making it more likely that you'll do it as well than if you right. just leave it to yeah. what am I go- how am I going to run today <laughs> rather than right. thinking about it you know on Sunday how am I going to run on Tuesday or Wednesday this week right so you kind of look at your week and uh, go from there and um, I found uh, the more that you do it when when something comes up and and you said and you miss some runs mm-hmm. or even uh, other workout mm-hmm. then you really start to miss it yeah. And do you get uh, grumpy at all, Kelvy? I guess sometimes you sort of get, you start to get a little out of sorts. Yeah. Uh, no, because I found um, since I've been running now, uh, as I'm older, um, it's just a way where I can, I, I, I get away from everything. Mm-hmm. And I really found not listening to any music was really helpful. Yeah. In that, because I can be out, um, on some on a quiet trail or so out up here in New York uh, if I'm running up here some of the roads are a little more quiet um, uh, and you're going down a road and there's there's no one driving down there's just the birds puttering around or someone's dog barking somewhere it's just it's a little peaceful and I find it uh, it just brings you down and you just stop thinking about things yeah you're being in the moment and you can just and you can just be yeah 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 um, so and, you, and kind of be present you're i mean i would picture that your job can be quite stressful uh, and then yeah. you layer on top of it the as we said before not you could be you're sleeping in a different bed three or four nights a week perhaps and different yeah. places and, there, and you're you're moving around all the time so i assume there's, running there's, helps there's definitely- it does, yeah. It just that it can help you relax and be calm, and um, even if you don't have a long time to go out, it's a, uh, if I even if I can go out and uh, just run down and back, uh, fifteen minutes down and fifteen minutes back for half an hour at the end of the day, um, mm-hmm. and just kind of clear my head a little bit of the day, and mm-hmm. you know, not not think about things, and uh, because definitely in, in hotels a lot there's times uh, and i've had it even at home you wake up and sit out of bed and you don't remember where you are yeah you get yeah. up and trip over something because you think that you're at home or you think you're in a different hotel or um you walk out of that door of your hotel room and look up and down the hallway wondering mm-hmm. which way the elevator is and oh, the maids wow. will be there cleaning another room and they'll point and they'll go go that way <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's not even something those people like me who mostly only go to holidays. Yeah. Might find ourselves in a hotel because of holidays. We don't necessarily right. think of that kind of um, 
it's not amnesia, but that kind, that kind of thing happening because you're staying in hotels, you know, every other night. Thing is there, you're staying in there so much, and it doesn't happen often, but I have had a, a handful of occasions where you uh, wake up and don't remember where you are. Mm. And it's not because you are out on Friday night. It's just <laughs> because... Um, all right. Too many places. So one of the things that I've loved in my running journey, and that is being able to explore a new place on feet, mm -hmm. on my feet running. So, yeah. which we call, I don't know, mm -hmm. which I call running tourism or something. <laughs> and, uh, right. You though, get to go to, you know, new places pretty much yes. as a job. And yeah. I assume, and I already know this, but you, <laughs> Tell me about how you explore a new place when, when you're in a layover overnight in a new there's, city. There's a, there's a couple options I have. I'll either, um, when I come into a place, um, at this point, I've been to a lot of the places where we go, so I'll sort of know what the lay of the land is. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, I'll just grab my phone and pull up the maps and just see what's around there. Um, but I think I told you before we started, we there's a... Um, a guy flight attendant at one of our other crew bases that put together a website of um, places to run wow. um, at most of the places that we stay. And some of them are very, very long runs. He's a big time runner. Yeah. Um, but you can look at it and it might show a 12 mile run uh, that you can go and do, but it's like, well, I'm not doing all of that, but I'll run down to here and back. But, um, but it maps it all out. You can see it. Uh, as a map that you can follow but there's also um a, on some of them a description with pictures and things so you can sort of see where you're going so you can uh, you'll be you could potentially be somewhere where you think there's nowhere to there's nowhere to go around here and you find that uh, a k and a half down the road uh, you can turn off and get on a, a really nice city maintained um parkway trail yeah. Where you can bike and ride and things like that that you can come across that that, that you may not have known was there. One of those um, local gems that a lot of the locals know about, but not necessarily right. you know, when you just visit. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, and then a lot of places when you're in the downtown, especially some of the river cities and things like that, they've really got a lot of nice trails or pathways that follow the river on both sides. So mm. uh, you can uh, go uh, get some really good uh, there's some good ones in there. Um, there'll be some where you've got sort of uh, a couple of k's of fairly tedious, uh, busy road before you yeah. get to the good part. But uh, it's better than a treadmill. That's true. It's all better than a treadmill. I think yeah, yeah. and I think there's something quite um, cathartic about being able to you're being in the moment, but you're also exploring and looking around and. I tend to right. go, oh, look, it's <laughs> buildings. And and, and that's what I, and I, I found that's really helpful with the um, uh, losing the music mm. is that when I'm running in these different places, I really can pay attention to what's going on around me mm. um, and just, and seeing what's around. Because uh, you've got all, all of your it, senses turned on rather because than. Because everything is there. No, no, um, and it, it makes it, it's a, well, I'm doing this. I'm like, I, seeing what i'm seeing i'm liking what i'm doing whereas when i started it's uh, well this is what's going to get me you know healthy but it's boring so i'm going to listen to music and i don't need it anymore mm. and okay. so I, 
I would have think, yeah, on those days when you don't want to go out the door and you would have lots, I'm just thinking about different excuses. Many of us make excuses for not being able to go out the door and do a training run because it's holidays because we're suddenly in a new place or whatever. So that's one of the excuses most of us use because our normal routine has been changed. Your normal routine is so... (laughs) It's always changing. Yeah. So like there must, um, you know, whether it's that focus on the goal or whatever, I'm not sure what you say to yourself or maybe it's the preparing like we talked about before that gets you out the door more often than not. Yeah, it it can still be difficult. uh, it can still be a challenge. Um, my preference is to work in the afternoon if possible. Yeah. Then I, I, I get up, I can have a cup of coffee and I'll go and uh, go for a run and then get ready for work. Yeah. If, I've, if I've been in the hotel being at five o'clock in the morning and I walk into the hotel at four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm not wanting to go and do anything. And there's yeah. definitely days where it's like, I can't, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, I just can't do it. I'm not going to get anything out of it. I have to let it go or uh, do something is, else. Rest is more important, perhaps. Yeah. Than the physical um, activity on those days. But, um, but sometimes then it's like, well, I'm not going to run, but I'll, I'll at least go and walk, or I'll go to the I'll go to the gym in the hotel and and hop on the bike for half an hour and just move. Yeah. Um, and and the key on those days is <laughs> just don't sit down. Yeah. Come into the get into the room call and check in with whoever you're going to check in with and um you know, go do and something. um put put your shoes on and mm. just go because mm. you know, when you once you sit down that can be the end of it so it. You know, sometimes they just get going <laughs> so um, i had that the other day i had a long day got to the hotel and like all right I, i'm gonna go and hop on the bike and yeah the other interesting thing I've done just to help keep me moving is since there's been no races, mm. I found this, um, these online kind of distance challenges. Yeah. So you sign up for it and say, well, it's going to take me this many days to do this challenge. And you can see where you are on the map. Yeah. You can see where other people are if you want to, or just have whoever you want on there. If you're doing the same one. Yeah. Um, and when you get done, they send you a medal. That's so cool. So, <laughs> So, so it's a good little motivator to help. It's a, you, know, you could look it up and go, hey, you're uh, you know, 18 miles behind. You better get on it. So, all right, I better go and jump on the bike. And A little bit of an inspiration. <laughs> so it helps at least keep you moving a little bit. So that's been fun. And yeah. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. what's happened I, with the COVID world, just how much um, like virtual runs and virtual events. And that's, it sounds like another type as well that you just talked yeah, about. Yeah. I did. I did get Miss Rhonda up on those. My my better half. So ah. she's doing that too. So yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. So it was fun when she got her first medal in there because she's not really a runner or anything like that. But she gets on the treadmill and she bikes a little and uh, does a little walk run and things like that. So uh, to see her complete that and get her uh, medal come in the mail was quite fun. So. Uh, that's also another little helpful motivator yeah yeah some people are motivated by medals for sure aren't they it's kind of really cool um yeah the medal's a nice little bonus but the other one that's fun is just to see where you are on the map because you're doing something so um one of the ones that she did and i had done that was the first one i did was the great ocean road over there so oh wow 
And so you can see where you are, there's street views, so there'll be a picture of where you are along the way. And huh. So yeah, that, that's been quite fun. Because we have like, there's the organized or the business that does, it's like run, a, the bit that I'm in is run around Australia, but they yeah. do like have run around, I think there's a run around America and a run around, but that's literally the, just going around the outside of the country, as opposed yeah. to just doing, um, you know, smaller yeah, this, segments. Mm. Yeah, this has all different ones, right? Mm. So it, it could be, it's kind of interesting because there's so many, the, the shortest one is the English Channel. Oh. So you can walk it or you can, uh, so you can count your miles any way you want. You can count every step you take during the day, or you can say, oh, when I run or walk, or some people, when they do English Channel, they only count what they swim. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, yeah. they do that and, and do that challenge. And then uh, they just keep adding them. Mm. Um, it's really, I, it's like, it's gamifying it a little bit, you know, putting it. It, in it is a little bit. And so, yeah, you know, um, when you when you get each twenty percent of the way through each challenge, uh, they plant a tree. Oh, that's um, great! On this group, um, and uh, they send you postcards along the way from where you are. It's like, oh, you just you just passed this interesting thing, and so here's the postcard that comes in your email and tells you about whatever interesting thing you just passed and oh, wherever you're going, whether, you, whether you're doing the Great Ocean Road or Ring of Kerry or, or all kinds of things. So yeah. That's so cool. No. I'll have to look that one up because I think that so, motivation to keep moving is a part of the issue that people have. Right. And yeah. And uh, some, some people are motivated by getting the medal at the end mm. and some are just motivated by the, uh, uh, the things along the way and just, uh, just the challenge of completing mm. it. Um, and their little Facebook group is enormous. There's so many people all over the world that, of all different shapes and sizes yeah. uh, uh, that all have their own struggles. And someone pops on and say, oh, I'm having a little tough week. And they'll get 300 messages of encouragement for people oh. all over the world. It's, it's, so a, it's, a, it's such a nice, positive group. Uh, that's yeah, awesome. It's quite fun. So yeah, that's what, we did all, that's what we've done uh, as well to, to get keep I'll motivated keep through this time been no races, so mm. yes <laughs> um you were just mentioning before about um a technique we yep. talked a little bit off um off the recording as well and you kind of touched on it tiny bit earlier so can you tell us a little bit about that you said that you were getting quite a few injuries and things i and was then... i was i was really struggling with some injuries um a, a lot of um, sort of foot plantar fasciitis and calf, a little bit of calf injuries. The, those things are kind of interrelated. Mm. Um, and so I started looking, uh, I'm always, uh, what can I do to get better? Uh, how can I prevent this from happening? Uh, and it was another thing on the Facebook, a lady had this mind your running challenge and there was like a week of free 10 minute lessons of her, running specific Feldenkrais techniques. Mm -hmm. And so I did those and uh, it, it, uh, it, as I'm going along, it's like, I feel like I see a difference doing this. And so she had a, uh, like a six week online camp. So there's mm -hmm. a, a lesson each week. Um, so uh, you come in, there'd be like a, uh, um, a recording just to tell about what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, um, and then every single lesson has 
a three to five minute pre-run scan. So you go out for a short run. You can either read on the sheet what to pay attention to or just listen on the headphones um, and say, what does this feel like? How do you feel your feet? Uh, um, how wide do you feel across your chest or how on your back or how does your running feel today? So there'll be some things to pay attention to. Then you come in and do the lesson, which is often laying on the floor and making tiny, tiny little movements. And then you go out and do the same scan again afterwards and see what the difference is. And the one that really grabbed my attention is we did one where it was count your steps between two points. Yeah. So I'm out in the country. I ran from one person's mailbox to my mailbox. Um, and I counted, I think it was 63 paces. Um, did it both directions just to make you know, with any uphill or wind or anything like mm -hmm. that. And so went in and did the lesson, came back out, you're doing the same scan again. And again, having to count your paces between the two points. Mm -hmm. And I went to, uh, I think I went from 63 to a 57. Wow. So it's a, that really grabbed my attention and say, all right, so I don't really understand exactly how this works, but this is definitely making a difference. It's mm, um, fascinating. So it was really very interesting. Ended up doing a few months of just one-on-one -on -one to try and iron out some of my problems. And one of the biggest challenges was switching my shoes from the standard sort of a 10 millimeter drop mm -hmm. um, to zero drop. Wow. Um, and, um, and as little cushioning as I can possibly stand. Mm -hmm. uh, and in fact, my, my race shoes, are, uh, they weigh nothing and they've got almost no padding in them at yeah. all. And you um, find that's work, that's obviously working for you? It is. Um, and I found um, a little exercise. Part of that was at the end of a run, just take your shoes off and for 30 seconds or a minute, run on the pavement barefoot. Wow. Um, you can't you're not if you're running on the pavement uh, on the on the bitumen of the concrete barefoot mm -hmm. you're not hitting the ground hard you're very gentle on your feet mm. um, i started reading about the zero drop shoes as well um, and the amount of cushioning in there and, um, it was very interesting some of the stuff but it does take a long time to transition to it yeah um, and i did wind up with some calf problems coming mm. into one marathon um because um uh, it, it was, I was uh, on a, a holiday trip and there's only so many pairs of shoes that you can take. Yeah. So I, I couldn't bring normal running shoes plus the zero drop running shoes. I just had to run in the, in the flats mm -hmm. and wound up with a bit of a calf problem, but yeah, I found someone that would dry needle me and, and it was we got, okay. to the, got to the start. <laughs> so, um, but um, now that I'm used to, those zero drop shoes I, I wouldn't go back it does seem that it's something you need to be dedicated to like years ago we looked at um and my husband and I at basically barefoot running type techniques and things and yeah. how how to do that and we got the vibram five fingers which we still use but not so much for running more for rock hopping and stuff <laughs> yeah. but um it yeah like it seemed to me that there as you said it takes a bit of dedication and you got to stick to it and or you'll you know, hurt yourself, but you've got to do it. Yeah, it does. It's, the transition yeah, and, is quite important. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and the, 
uh, to transition to those, it sort of um, almost split your run. So, mm. which isn't always easy. So uh, start out a run in your, in the new zero drop shoes and then go back to your old ones for the rest oh. of it. Uh, if, if you can do that mm. or run in the new flat ones once a week and then your other ones. And, and it can take 18 months. Yeah. It's what they learn to really change over. And I would find mm. that's probably about accurate. Yeah. Um, we have a, you're used to being up on a heel and, um, I think I read, um, uh, I can't remember where it was. I think American um, like physical therapist mm-hmm. group or something that talked about shoes. Um, and someone else that was making them also had, had some links on there where um, uh, you're, what they were saying is that you're, uh, you're the soles of your feet tell your brain what's ha- happening. Mm-hmm. So the more cushioning and padding that you have, the harder your feet have to hit the ground to tell your brain what's going on. Okay. Yeah. That's like, well, I think it makes sense. Yeah, that does so, make like, sense. I'm no, I'm no medical person, but oh, and I just bought a more, more cushioned so. pair of shoes recently. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really need something softer. <laughs> So we'll see how right. that goes. Yeah, I mean, there's a few options. Or, or some people, they don't go all the way to zero. They'll mm. uh, at least just go to sort of a four millimeter drop, uh, uh, which definitely helps. But say, well, if I'm going to do it, I'll do it. I, and I got a couple different ones. And uh, one of the shoes I found I didn't like running in. They were, they're still flat, but they're very thin. But I, yeah. I like walking in them. I definitely wow. walk around and you can feel everything. <laughs> we uh, like our um the, we just got those as i said the vibram five fingers and we really like, like the those. toe shoes yeah there's the toe shoes but they're yeah. really cool um yeah. yeah i have um a pair of zero um shoes that i tried to run in i didn't like running in them but i definitely yeah. walk all around in them but otherwise <laughs> they i otherwise they switch to the uh ultra brand yeah um zero drop and I, I like those um mm. I get uh, the Escalantes they're fairly light for training and the um uh the I think it's the Vantage to as a racing as shoe a racer. yeah yeah well. yeah they don't they don't hold up too well they don't no I would long. think you probably go through more than I do <laughs> like at the moment anyway because of yeah that. although the other ones they I've got some there I mean they're really worn out but I just, they just keep on going. Oh, you got to like that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Kelby, it sounds to me like you mostly run by yourself. Would that be right? Yes. You mostly training by yourself. So you, yeah. um, it's like you just don't have the opportunity really to run regularly with, with groups of people because I, of- I really, yeah, no, I really don't. Hmm. So maybe one day I will, but yeah, um, I, I don't have that. Much, I don't really have much opportunity to do that. So I don't even try and seek it out. Yeah. It's like we were talking earlier that, you know, when you were doing triathlon in your twenties, um, obviously that, you know, there was that social aspect of that, but you, right. that's not something that you need at the moment as a motivation to keep going. No, I, I don't really. Um, one of my best motivators is to sign up for an event. Yeah. 
um, because I'm showing up. Yeah. So uh, uh, there's no chance I'm, I'm going to not show up. Yeah. So I, I better be as ready as I can be. So, so are you um, in saying that what motivates you? So you've signed up for something. That's one thing. And you've got this amazing commitment to, yes, I've signed up for it and I'm going to be there. There's no way I'm not going to be there. They're the things that you're saying to yourself. Yeah. Um, what is it? Now that all of that's in place, what's going through your head that says there's no way I'm going to turn up not um, prepared? Like, is is it? Are you fearful of what of the the pain that will that will have that will happen perhaps if you're not prepared? Or you know, is there something else? Like, what's the? Um, I there's there's maybe a couple things. Um, I, um, I I I will finish. Uh, and and about the only way I won't finish is uh, if you forcibly remove me because it looks mm-hmm. like I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, so and I, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So uh, that's part of it. But the other thing too, it's like well, I've signed up for it. I, I'm I will be here, and I want to equip myself as best as I can, mm-hmm. uh, and I I want to improve. I I need to solve this puzzle. <laughs> so, so right. and is, I may never solve the puzzle but yes is that a, is that something that will ever yeah is it the journey that's really I think that's part of it yeah mm-hmm. it's a uh, each part of it can I come away at the end and go all right so I didn't get the finish time that I want but what am I taking away from it mm-hmm. and more recently it's um all right so uh, this event you know, for weather or uh, the, the course um what I took away from it is that I got to the end of this because this yeah. was really hard. It's brutal. Uh, um, but there'll be others where, um, what did I get from the end of it? It's the last um, uh, sort of 10 K where I've struggled. I didn't struggle. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would say, well, I had hoped to pick up the pace. Um, and I found this when I, I did the uh, Gold Coast marathon yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, uh, I, I really stayed strong to say, I'm running at my heart rate. I feel like I can go faster. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm staying, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do uh, because I'm looking at that last 10 K, that last six miles mm-hmm. um, where uh, typically you start to uh, come apart. Yeah. Uh, I, the intention was say, well, I, I my plan, I, I'll pick up the pace. Mm-hmm. In that last little bit, uh, if I've got a bit left over, now I wasn't able to pick up the pace, but I didn't slow down. Yeah, um, and I didn't feel bad. We kind of picked up a little headwind, sort of the last four or five k, and well, boy, I thought I was going to be able to go faster, but we're pushing a little bit of a breeze. But I'm still going past people. Uh, yeah. I'm posting people coming around the last few hundred meters, uh, and and finishing strong. So you get to the end and say, well still not the time that I wanted but uh, when I look at what that last bit was compared to in the past uh, I'm, I'm taking that away from it that uh, there's one more piece of the puzzle that is coming together so <laughs> the work in progress and hopefully in many ways not a not a puzzle that will ever be really completed because otherwise Maybe you're not. like what gets you out <laughs> right yeah there's That's always another trying. challenge oh there's always something yeah try and find 11 other people to do a Ragnar relay with me 
a what? <laughs> what it, kind of relay? It, I, um, the, I don't know what if there's other ones around, but they have these Ragnar relays is what they were calling them here. I don't know if they still have them. And you need a group of 12. Yeah. And you could be varying ability. So there'll be some people over the course of the event that'll run, you run in shifts and you might run totaling up close to a marathon. And some people might run sort of six or eight miles in theirs. So they'll have shorter runs. Someone will run three at a time and some will run six, yeah. seven or eight time, depending on ability. And it's a relay. And it basically goes through the night. So wow. it's sort of a 200, they can be sort of 200 mile event. Oh. And so you have half the people kind of in a van, you switch over and then the other group switches over and you run this relay in kind of various places around the country, like the a, trails, road races. and We have a tiny version of that here, the Bruni Island run, which is 64 or something, um, uh, where they run yeah, the length of Bruni Island down near Hobart. Uh, and they, yeah. you can either do it as a solo or as a team with as many people okay. as you like in the team. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I've seen those who say, all right, maybe one day I can sort of find enough people to get together and do that. Right. That's we'll see what awesome. happens. So it, it, do you enjoy running more on the road or in trails or a combination? Um, do you have a... I, I, I run on the road or on sort of, pathways i i don't mm -hmm. run on uneven trails anymore because mm -hmm. you know, my my knees aren't really up to uneven ground okay um and i just don't want to risk it i've had one reconstructed from playing rugby and yeah i just can't go there again so um i find you know, and i've run on a few and i just found that uneven ground just doesn't sit well so i'll i'll run on a trail as sort of as long mm -hmm. as it's a uh, kind of a groomed even yeah. path of me yeah. so uh, yeah totally understand so, that <laughs> yeah no. um <coughs> excuse me how long do you think you'll run for i don't know i i i don't really want to stop i see different videos of people who take look there's a hundred year old dude running marathons it's exactly like, okay i've got to make it to 100 so i can be 100 and run a marathon and get my letter from the king there you go i think that's a great goal that's quite right? similar to mine all <laughs> <laughs> right oh yes absolutely um how do you think running has improved your life like what's it done for your life now that you've adopted it as your activity it's um Okay, I get you out and about and, and seeing things that you might not otherwise see um, and, and it gives you a, a challenge um, to think of you know, what's the next challenge. And, mm. um, and, and my marathons, half of them I do as a fundraiser. So yeah, uh, I find it's, uh, well, I've done five marathons and three I've done as a fundraiser. And I'm not very good at a, being a fundraiser, asking for people to give me money um, but I do the best that I can and I'd say well if my hobby can go to the benefit of something then yeah. that's a win for everybody so so it's not just improving uh, your life it's improving other you know those charities right. it's helping improve it is as well. mm. yeah and um and the other two that I've done I 
run for um, St. Jude's Children's Hospital mm -hmm. here, um, which is a hospital for kids with cancer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, they're a good charity. I'll, I'll probably just keep running for them. So yeah, um, yeah. I have a friend that uh, that I used to work with that lost a child to cancer. cancer. So mm -hmm. in um, my last fundraiser for them, I made a, a back bed with her son on it and I carried it through the race and oh. gave her the shirt and and the and the back bed. I did wash the shirt though. Oh that was good of you. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. I said you want the you want the original or do you, you want the clean one? She said I don't care. It's like well you probably should have the one that that I carried with me. So yeah. Uh, say you know, if I can do something that mm. you know, is beneficial to others then all all the better. But more power yeah. to you yeah that's yeah. lovely like um yeah. sometimes i think when we have um motivations out it's important that we have motivations inside as well but when we have the external motivations as well that's really yeah. um very powerful as well to keep yeah. us moving yeah if, if there's kind of a way to you know, make my hobby be a benefit then then that's good so awesome yeah so um Kelvy, this is a question I ask everyone, and okay. that is, if um, if a beginner running runner is listening to this, or someone who's thinking about starting running, what would you suggest to them as some tips for getting started? I guess and keeping going. Um, oh, just uh, persevere. I'm going to say, don't overdo it. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things I've learned, especially um, doing the marathons with mollies and bears as you know is to um you don't have to run every day yeah. and in fact you know um taking that day off in between and doing some kind of a strength thing whatever mm -hmm. that might be i mean there's so many just even body weight programs that you can do in your own house and not sign up for a gym um uh, to get a little bit stronger mm -hmm. in between um but you know, just get started and if it and don't overdo it uh, and just ease up to it. Walk, run, uh, um, uh, take the headphones out yeah. and, and, be, and, and be present. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and pay attention to the world that's around you. Because you never know what might interest, what interesting thing you might see or hear or yeah. as you're going around. So, yeah. Um, and I think also too is uh, get to know who else is getting started around you or anyone that's even been doing it for a while mm -hmm. because uh, we all started somewhere and uh, I'm sure we're all happy to help and encourage uh, you to get going. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, there is lots of groups around. I don't know how big is Park Run over there in America? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't really looked into it because mm. I just sort of do my own thing because I just don't have the opportunity to do other things. But yeah. there's definitely, you know, um, a lot of even a little, you know, all the little running shoe shops mm -hmm. you know, will have group runs and things like that um, where you can come and uh, be involved. And uh, there might be some that are tearing off like crazy people, but there'll always be someone I think that will stick with the beginners because otherwise you're never going to come back. Exactly. Everyone started as a beginner, didn't they? They did. So yeah. And um, sign up for an event, give yourself a goal. Mm. 
know, find find a 5k and even if you walk run it however you do it yeah um uh, sign up for it and 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 meet the goal or even some of the uh, online challenges this these conqueror ones Mm -hmm. Uh, see yourself making progress along the pathway and get the postcard in the mail in your email that's so cool Uh, and and things like that so uh, just find whatever little thing can motivate you and encourage you along the way. Yeah. Tons of options out there. And, um, you know, I don't think that anyone ever regretted starting running in my, that has been in my experience anyway. No. Yeah. No, there's, there's no, no regrets about doing anything that's going to make you a little more healthy and get, Mm -hmm. get outside in the fresh air. Hmm. Yeah. Can, can be just a great way just to let your mind relax of whatever's going on in your world. So it's good for your physical and your mental health. It's very good for my mental health. And right now, since I can't run, no, no, um, no, walking and riding is okay, mm. but I'm, I'm missing it at the moment. So yeah. I, yeah. hopefully a couple of weeks I'll be able to, I could probably next week maybe settle a walk running again. So Excellent. Well, more power to you. I hope that's exactly yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah. So um, in finishing off, because we've already taken up so much of your time, Kelvy, which has been awesome. There's been some amazing tips yeah. and inspiration yeah. in this conversation. Is there anything that you would like to say about running that we haven't covered? Um, I think so. I think just persevere, just uh, enjoy it. Don't think of it as a, as a chore mm-hmm. uh, find find a way to you know, enjoy it whether it's where you're going what you're seeing what you're looking at who you're doing it with mm-hmm. what you're doing it for uh, An- anticipation uh, it, of of um, a particular course i used to find that would help yeah. me sometimes in the beginning yeah yeah i guess you know um make sure you know what's your why yeah why good am point. i doing that good point what what what's your why mm-hmm uh, is it the challenge? Is it my health? Is it to be around other people? Is it a combination of all of those things? Mm. Uh, uh, um, and I think the more you do it, the more you can start to find some peace in your in your mind from a busy world. Yeah, so busy. Um, yeah. It's even more busy now than, than ever been, I think. Right. At least things vie, vying for our attention, that right. the tension stuff. Um yeah, I think I really like that point about um, your why. I think that's really relevant. And yeah. the fact that that can change through your life as well, yeah. the why you keep going. Yeah. Like you, maybe you start for one reason and then uh, you right. already achieve that and, and it becomes other things. Um, yeah, and so what, well. what, what's next? What, what's my next challenge? Uh, mm. Oh, I, I completed that 5K. What my next challenge is, I'm going to do a 5K and run all of it. Or, yeah. Uh, what, what's next? Yeah, uh, and it, it's very personal, but you can share it with others, and uh, everyone around will be on your side to get you there. Exactly. I don't think I've ever um, run past anyone where I've said good morning or good afternoon and smiled, and they haven't responded. Who are just, right. just normal people around you. So it's even the community um, benefits, I think, when they see people <laughs> moving yeah. around. And like, it, so how many times have you been or been in a race and you come up past someone that's struggling? Uh, mm-hmm. And you come past them, it's like, come on, you've got this. Keep it up. You, you can get there. You've got this. Yeah. Uh, I, I, whether I've, I've experienced it myself, someone 
telling you, it's like, come on, hang in there. You've got this, keep it up. Or you're yeah. doing it to someone else. It's like, that's the community that's out there. Waiting for you. Right. Waiting for you. So, <laughs> that's right, it's waiting for you. Yeah, don't wait. <laughs> don't wait, get going. Go get some shoes get and get started. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, Kelby, it has been a delight to stay on once we I, I hit stop record. We'll um, say goodbye off recording. But I did <laughs> okay. want to say a big thank you uh, while we're still recording um, for spending some time with us and sharing your running story. It has been very fascinating. So thank Michelle, you. thank you for having me. I, I appreciate you thinking of me uh, with enough regard to invite me to be on. <laughs> oh, you're fascinating. Right. So, of course. <laughs> anyway so thanks again and i'll just stay on and, and we'll have a chat okay thank you for listening to the fit mind fit body podcast for a bunch of resources to help you get and stay fit head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and i'll see you there i'll also be back here once a week bye